the world of Big Finish Audio can be daunting. Once upon a time, they were the sole source of authorized Doctor Who drama. Now they have hundreds of Doctor Who titles to choose from, spanning the classic and modern eras. Where should you start? What surprises are out there? Our guest is a one-time Big Finish skeptic who is now fully cyber-converted. He also really loves stats. Radio Free Scaro's Warren Fry joins us on This Week in Time Travel. Well, we are recording this at the time when most of the continent is watching a sports ball game. I am not watching either the sports ball game or the superb owl who is theoretically flying around at the moment. My Super Bowl Sunday tradition is instead to go out to brunch with my friends and get wonderfully tipsy. Well, that sounds like a better day than I had, which is largely involving, you know, fighting off cold germs and things like that. So, hey, everybody, this is the thrilling Doctor Who content that you all came here for. Absolutely. We are here to discuss Big Finish, but first we're going to take a quick look at the news of the week. First up is some pretty good news in terms of ratings that The Woman Who Fell to Earth was one of the most downloaded TV shows on the BBC iPlayer for the entirety of 2018. Number four, in fact. So yay for being in the top five. Yep, and... I have a theory. I'm going to use this as an opportunity to spin a theory, uh, Alyssa, and see what you think about it. I've been thinking about how I reacted to Series 11 and how my spouse came back to the show because of Series 11 and other people have been very disappointed in Series 11. The ratings for Series 11 have been pretty good. They declined week to week to week to week, but still they were very, very good and the woman who fell to earth started from a really, really, really high place. What do you think about the possibility that series 11 is kind of like comfort viewing because, you know, it's got some milder stakes. The TARDIS fam really sort of gets along. There aren't any huge bad guy people for the reason that some people sort of turned away from it because it didn't feel serious enough. I wonder if it's actually picking up some people for whom the, previous series were too serious or too complex. What do you think? I think it's possible. I think for me, there are always going to be episodes of it that are going to be comfort viewing as a whole. I don't think that that's exactly the way that I view the season, because for me, the problems sort of uh, align differently. Um, I think, you know, when people enjoy a particular segment of it, it will always be sort of comfort viewing to them. And I hope it is uh, for some people and that they very much enjoy it. I'll have one or two episodes like that for me, but probably not the whole season. Gotcha. Another little bit of news that came out to us uh, from the world of merchandising was the shutdown of one of the most viral and addictive Doctor Who thingies from a few years ago. And that was the shutdown of a game called Doctor Who Legacy. Is that a game that you ever played, Alyssa? No, I uh, don't spend a lot of time uh, with games. That's not usually where I spend my free time. But it sounded fairly good from people that I knew that were playing it. It was one of those color matching games, and it was also free to play, but you could spend a lot of money on upgrades and characters and things like that. Uh, it found a way to do storylines with multiple doctors and multiple companions and things like that. 
It was a tiny developer. The, the name of the developer is actually Tiny Rebel Games. And their license was expiring, and they decided not to renew it. But I remember when this game came out in 2013 that a lot of people were being very, very vocal, almost to the point of annoyance about this game. So I'm a little sorry to see it go. You can still play it offline, and the developers are offering a last free goodie, a code to get all kinds of in-game merchandise and stuff at their Facebook page. That's Tiny Rebel Games. You know, 2013 to 2019, almost six years, that's a heck of a run for a computer game, even if it is Doctor Who. Definitely. And finally, I've got a bit of a rant built up about a thread that BBC producer Joe Myersell, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name, uh, posted. The link is in the show notes. Doctor Who is a BBC property. The BBC is a public broadcaster. And Alyssa, how secure and safe are public broadcasters in the US or the UK these days? Just a slow pitch over the plate here. They're feeling a little strain. Yeah, and they're, they're very frequently the targets, political targets. And the BBC has come under fire because it is paid for by a license fee, you know, for years and years and years. So back in 2001, the UK government, a different government at the time, of course, started paying the license fee for people over the age of 75. And the current government is no surprise, pulling the plug on that and pressuring the BBC to foot the bill. The BBC is like, wait, you're taking this away from the older population that you were giving it to? And the Theresa May's government comes back and says, well, why don't you pay for it then? Got any guesses, Alyssa, as to how much the BBC would be in the hole for if they picked up the license fee for people over 75 in the UK? No idea. 20% of their current budget. You're basically saying goodbye to BBC Two and BBC Three and uh, a couple of radio stations there at the least. Just gone. 20% of their budget. The BBC is having a public consultation on this through February 12th at bbc.com slash your say. And if you are listening to us and you are a UK resident, you should probably weigh in, I would think. Public broadcasting is always kind of vulnerable, and even despite the merchandising money that Doctor Who brings in, Doctor Who's kind of vulnerable too. And I was just thinking out loud on Twitter today that it's almost a wonder that Doctor Who is still being made, not to mention just sort of made well with decent production values and and a high profile. So again, if you're in the UK, log into bbc.com slash your say and share your thoughts, because... A healthy BBC is important for the UK in general. And for those of us on this side of the pond who are invested in getting our Doctor Who every year or so, we kind of want a healthy BBC around too. So we're going to be back in a moment with Warren to talk about stats. Definitely not stats, but definitely talking about Big Finish. So uh, let's check in on what's going on in the other podcasting worlds. This week on The Incomparable Network. 
The Old Movie Club is back with two musicals that couldn't be more different. Gold Diggers of 1933. Really, it was made in 1933. And A Hard Day's Night with the Beatles. That's episode 444 of The Incomparable. Steven and Erica are lying again as they power through all eight episodes of The Invasion and a little bit of The Crotons, too, in the so-called Lazy Doctor Who podcast. And Americans get really confused about British bingo as they play the UK version of Trivial Pursuit on The Incomparable Game Show. All this and more at TheIncomparable.com. So the title of this episode is How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love Big Finish. And to talk about the... You know, Alyssa, we haven't really talked a whole lot in the time since we started this week in time travel. We've mentioned Big Finish from time to time, but we haven't leaned into it. Why in the world is that? I don't know. I think it's kind of like easy sometimes for to forget Big Finish. I feel like a lot of people do in terms of like... unless you are like very focused on big finish because there is an entire subculture of fandom that is like very big into big finish fandom and doesn't really care what's happening with the show and also a big segment of show followers who have no interest in what's happening on big finish so like they've kind of there there is a there's a separation there yeah and there is an awful lot of big finish out there and that itself may be kind of daunting anyway we wanted to rectify that and talk a fair bit about Big Finish, and I thought that it would be a great idea for us to invite one Warren Fry over from Radio Free Scarrow. Hello, Warren. Hello, everybody. Hi. So, Warren, um, as a longtime Radio Free Scarrow listener, I remember the good old days back when you were, shall we say, a little bit of a misanthrope. Um, uh, that's, I don't know if that's... Uh... That's that's not current either. I'm still a misanthrope, just different. <laughs> um, and there and there were there were things there were things in the fandom that you were interested in, and there were things in the fandom that you were not. And one of the things that you were not was Big Finish back in the day. And I had no good reason for it, like usual. <laughs> like I, I just I just was against it because it was different, probably, or possibly because I was daunted by how, so, how much stuff there was, or maybe that it was. I think at the time it only focused on basically three classic doctors, so that might have something to do with it too. And yet, if you listen to a current Radio Free Scarrow episode, in fact, the very one that came out this week, there you are talking about listening to Big Finish on your flight to Gallifrey One. I will be doing that very thing. We'll get into more more of my listening habits later. But yes, I have converted, and I repent, and I apologize. And I'd like to take this time to do the same for Dr. Puppet, which I was like, Dr. and Puppet? That sounds dumb. So I've actually said to Alyssa Stern personally, I was wrong. That is dumb. I'm a bad person. <laughs> so so I have recanted on that one, too. Alyssa, I had no idea our podcast was going to become a confessional. I mean, it seems to be the spot for it. Oh, well, Warren, we won't ask you to confess your sins. Just confess to us what it is about Big Finish that actually grabbed your attention. Well, I'm going to fire up my app and go down to Purchased, and to the surprise of absolutely nobody, it was the War Doctor series number one. So that must have been where I said, well, if I'm going to get any John Hurt, it's going to be here. And then from there, it just kind of snowballed into a whole pile of other stuff. I've got at least 20 uh, listed in the purchased and then in the ones i'm currently listening to i got like five different volumes of stuff so Alyssa, how about you how, what's your relationship with big finish like 
It is attempting to be more into Big Finish, but still being very utterly daunted by it. Uh, one thing that helped for me and probably will help with a lot of newcomers is that Big Finish has actually put a huge chunk of their library on Spotify. So you can listen to a lot of it there. There are free accounts that you can get on Spotify and listen to it for free. Um, or you can get like a premium version if you don't want to have to listen to ads in between little clips of the doctors running around because it's a little bit odd to have like an ad suddenly come up in the middle there. And I do have the app and I've uh, bought and downloaded a few as well. And not just the Doctor Who big finishes. I've also got, um, I don't know how they're doing it, if it's going to be ATA girl, but in my head, it's just been at a girl the entire time. Same here. Uh, I, it's just, I, I can't help it. I'm sorry. It's just like, I look at that and I just think, add a girl, you know? I think that's very much intentional on their part. Yeah. I, I, both of them, right? So it's about World War II era women pilots. Um, and it's fascinating and I love it. But yeah, I kind of hop around a little bit. I've listened to a lot of the ones focusing on some of the newer doctors. I've listened to the 10th doctor ones. I've listened to some of the uh, newer unit ones. And I've also listened to a lot of those featuring the classic doctors. So I can't, I've had a hard time getting into sort of like the ongoing series because I just don't really have like the time to really devote to sitting and continuously listening to a lot of it. But like one-off stories here and there, I can get into. Um, And there's a lot of really great stuff there. Yeah. I have dipped into Big Finish sort of here and there all over the place for a number of years. Not I, I haven't listened to a lot of the content, and I've got a lot of CDs on my shelf on my I will get to this eventually list, uh, including a lot of uh, Torchwood discs. But I think the fact that Big Finish has a kajillion stories out there is simultaneously sort of daunting, and yet since there's absolutely no way you can listen it to listen to it all anyway... You Although just somebody sort of, probably has. For people with normal work schedules and normal amounts of free time, you will never sure. get to hear it all. But that's actually kind of liberating because if you just accept that you're not going to list it all, then you can just sort of find the ones that interest you maybe. Is that how, – how do you how do you do it, Warren? How do you find the time to well, listen to it? That's what I did, yeah. Like I'm just going through my list here. I Basically, for, after War Doctor, I bought the Tenth Doctor Adventures and then – a single Tom Baker one. You're never going to guess which one. The Trouble with Drax. <laughs> and then a classic Doctor's New Monsters. And so basically I was just hopping around to Tom Baker and others. And uh, and then I got into the third Doctor one because Tim Trelor is really good. Like he he doesn't sound like the third Doctor exactly, but he sounds – the flavor is definitely there, so it really works. Uh, and then there's a few other ones too. And, and also Paul McGann, everybody's right when they say Paul McGann's Doctor is defined by Big Finish. It really is. He's fantastic in these things. It's actually really lovely to get to have like that version of Paul McGann's Doctor because you get to see a lot more uh, growth to the character mm-hmm. over time. And also, Paul McGann is just amazing as a voice actor, which really kind of serves him well in a audio production. Um, but it, it really works for him. And you get to have a lot of new companions for not just him, but all of the Doctors that show up. You get to see versions in which they're interacting with like River Song, but also like wholly original characters who did not appear on the TV show, Mm -hmm. which I particularly enjoy with The Sixth Doctor, because I have to be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of Colin Baker's Doctor on screen, but they definitely do some more interesting things with the 
that character in the audios. And he gets a companion at one point, Evelyn, who's like this this older woman. And it's just amazing because she doesn't take any of his nonsense. And <laughs> it's nice to have like a really you know, abrasive personality up against his sometimes. So you get to see really interesting aspects of those characters. He's totally my audio doctor. And it's sort of a revelation there, too. They did a bunch of, I don't recall if they called them missing adventures or whatever, but scripts that were originally intended to be part of the classic TV show and were never made, like the one where, I, I think it's called Death in Blackpool, where... Mm -hmm. That was going to be the next story for the interrupted season that was replaced with the trial of a time lord and stuff like that. And Colin Baker is just awesome at being a big Finnish doctor. Mm -hmm. I would agree. And also, and wait for it, Sylvester McCoy is better as an audio doctor, too. You heard it here first. I, I could tolerate his doctor in audio form. There's less gyrating around and idiocy. Wow, coming in with the bold opinions that will absolutely sorry. not get us angry tweets on Twitter. <laughs> well, I can't help not. it. This is who I am. <laughs> uh, so I think the Radio Free Scarrow uh, sort of remit is to talk is to really look at the show from a production standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, so Warren, as far as audio production, as far as audio drama, uh, how how does how does Big Finish do what they do, and what what's so good about? Well, the nice what's so nice good about their approach to audio drama has, has a behind the scenes included with the the three or four episodes of whatever story it is. If you buy like the box set, you get the hour long description of what they did and how they did. It. They don't explain as much all the sound design, which is great. Like the sound design is really what sells this. And also, when you mentioned Mission to Magnus and the Nightmare Fair and those other sort of. Uh, uh, ones that were based on the season that never happened. And I've had a hard time listening to those because they aren't written as audio dramas to begin with, so they don't feel like they fit in the way that the proper big finish in quotes does, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. yeah, like, yeah, I would say, uh, but if you want to know about technical stuff, actually the Big Finish podcast is fantastic. And it's, even if you don't listen to Big Finish, Nick Briggs and Jamie, I can't remember his last name, uh, the other host, uh, he's, he's one of the sound guys and, and they are, they're just really entertaining guys to listen to on top of everything else. So, so it's worth a listen. Definitely. Did you worry about not being able to get into audio drama? Uh, I didn't worry about it so much as just pigheadedly not. <laughs> and then I finally broke down. Also, I have to sing the praises of Jago and Lightfoot because I love excessively ridiculous verbiage. And there's 12 volumes of that with Jago and Lightfoot. <laughs> so that was what really won me over, actually. That was in a big way. I was like, oh, I can listen to these guys bloviate on for hours. This sounds great. Warren, you are a niche audience. I really am. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Another one of the things that I really like about Big Finish is that they go to a lot of lengths to make the various areas of the show that are recreated in their format feel unique. For the most part, a Fifth Doctor story tends to feel like it came from the Eric Sayward era, you know? Yeah, for the, the most- Fifth Doctor ones definitely feel like that. Yeah, whereas there is a particular range of Eighth Doctor stories that I adore, the ones that came out concurrently with the new series that ran on BBC Radio that include that started with the Lucy Miller stories that feel very much like modern television, just in terms mm-hmm. of uh, pacing and 
how quickly the stories are resolved and things like that. Uh, they're very, very conscious about the fact that a Tom Baker story shouldn't feel like a Sylvester McCoy story, shouldn't feel like a Missy story. And oh my God, they've got mm-hmm. Missy stories with Michelle Gomez. <laughs> The third Doctor ones really feel like like that. They're like other than the fact that you know um, Joe Grant doesn't sound like she's thirty anymore. Like you can't really get around that. But other than that, they feel exactly like you're watching a third Doctor story. Yeah. Although Katie Manning is still very very good because she plays like several different big finished characters. She will play herself as a young woman. She will play herself as her current age, and then she's mm-hmm. also a time lady in a different production. And she is, you know, there's definitely you can't get around all of it. She definitely does sound different than when and not she, just her. Yeah, yeah, not just her. Everybody, but she is very very good at the voice acting to the point that you know until I like I was listening to the. Th- uh, one of the Third Doctor collected adventures with Tim Trillor and her and then I listened to Unit Assembled where she came back playing like her current age self with a lot of other you know Third Doctor era unit folks coming back to meet you new, new, new unit folks that's a tongue twister and it was kind of jarring a little bit to hear how she was playing it differently. I yeah I just finished listening to that one and, and she she does a great job and here I have to praise John Levine too he's actually really good in it like he, he seems more like Benton than and sounds just like Benton used to too uh, yeah more than say Mike Yates does that yeah but then Mike Yates is always kind of like this weird cipher in the show anyway so it's uh, there's not much as much to him I guess. I mean, I was always team like John Levine. So like, please bring him back for more things. I don't I I, I loved Benton. So bring Benton back for everything. (laughs) (laughs) And I like that he's running a pub when they start this thing up, because that's exactly what Benton would do. Yes, absolutely. Alyssa, you are are obviously a, you know, the third doctor is your doctor and that era is your classic era. Did you have any trouble getting into big finish recreations of that era? A little bit, yes, just because, you know, you're, you know, you were right, Warren, that Tim Trollor does a really good job of invoking sort of the spirit of Pertwee without trying to mimic him exactly. Yeah, exactly. But it is still a little jarring for me to hear that and have it not be Pertwee. Cause for me, like it, Pertwee is kind of such the essential part of it, you know, like mm-hmm. I enjoy having, you know, Benton back and I, I enjoy having Joe back, but it's kind of odd to to not have Pertwee in the mix as the third doctor. So I can get into it. It takes me a while. I think part of it is if I have a very strong image of the current era of Doctor Who in my head, it is a little difficult for me to get into an audio version of it. I'm actually a lot better with audio productions if it's entirely new to me than if it's a recreation of something that I've seen. So like Atta Girl, love it. Got into it super easily. Everything was great. With the 10th Doctor Adventures and the 3rd Doctor Adventures, you know, it it takes me a while to get into it because I have a very strong mental image from the TV show. But 8th Doctor Adventures, even 6th Doctor Adventures, because I you know, don't particularly like attach myself to that era of the show. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier for me to get into those audios because my brain is a little bit more flexible. And I'm trying to get my brain to be more flexible with like characters that I have a much firmer vision of too. But it's like it's rewiring, you know, it just takes time. I thought I was going to have that problem with the prisoner stuff because the guy is obviously not Patrick McGowan and the prisoner is so singular a vision, but it actually works. Like they kind of don't, they don't 
ape the prisoner exactly. They have their own version of it that kind of fits. So it kind of it's in the middle of what we're both talking about here. Right. Well, I think one of the things that a lot of people have to understand when they're trying to decide whether they can get into audio productions of something they've seen is that it's it's an entirely different medium. And that does impact the way that you're interacting with it. It's like, you know, watching a graphic novel that you've loved get transitioned into a TV show or a movie. It's watching a like 2D animated version of a movie you grew up as a kid become a live action version now or seeing, Mm -hmm. you know, live action Star Wars become this like CG animated television show like it takes a little bit of time to get your brain to adjust to seeing something that you love in a different format and it's not going to be for everybody and sometimes you can do it with some productions and not other productions and it's really for me not a value judgment on any of the different big finishes that I've listened to sometimes it is just kind of harder for me to make that transition of trying to read or interact or listen with something in entirely different ways than I've done it before. So I was going to ask uh, about your favorite lines or your favorite eras of uh, Big Finish. And Warren, you may have tipped your hand really early when you talked about getting into it with the War Doctor. Yeah, I can't remember specific lines, but that definitely was, and that that all comes down to, well, John Hurt's, and obviously he's not doing any more of these either because he's passed away, but at the time I was like, the chances of him being on the show again are infinitesimal. So this is only War Doctor I'm ever getting, so I'm diving in. And then, and then from there, that kind of built up my tolerance, I guess, for audio drama. What are those stories like? Grim, <laughs> a lot of them, because it's the War Doctor. So he's dealing with, there's one that's, uh, I can't remember the title of it, but he basically goes into East Germany in 1961 and he's wow. battling some sort of time beast or whatever. But uh, I'm actually completely destroying the story. But but it is, yeah, they are, you know, because it's the because it's the War Doctor, it's going to be a little more grim and, you know, focused on the, the the badness of the time war. And there's even one where he meets up with Leela, but she's been affected by this force and it's really good. And, 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 and Louise Jameson does a great job of both playing Leela as an older person and this other entity. So, yeah. But also Tom Baker stuff feels like Tom Baker stuff. And the classic Doctor New Monster stuff, I actually really enjoy those because... It doesn't always work, but when it does, it really works. There's a Colin Baker one where he uh, befriends a Jadoon who's like trapped in this 19th century circus. And that sounds really stupid, but but it actually works great. And they really pair off against each other well. Alyssa, what are some of your favorites? I narrowed it down to three stories, and I can't do it any further. The first one is Time Reaver by Jenny Colgan. It's from the Tenth Doctor Adventure set with Donna Noble, Catherine Tate, and it is very, very good. It feels like that era of Doctor Who down to a T. Like, that's not usually something that's so important for me when I'm listening to audio productions, but like... I was totally immersed from go listening to that story, and I loved it. The next one is Seasons of Fear, written by Paul Cornell and Carolyn Simcox. And I I don't even really know how to describe it without spoiling it, but it does some really interesting, fun things with time travel that I enjoy. And then the last one is Chimes of Midnight by Rob Shearman. And it's a great, like, Christmas ghost story kind of thing. And it basically has recurring things, particularly tied around cooking and baking. And the reason it's important for me that you know that is because I listen to this every year when I am baking all of my Christmas bakes. So I'm listening to (laughs) this like ghost story, horror story about Christmas baking. And I am 
doing the thing and baking during Christmas. And I find it incredibly relaxing. And my family is very freaked out by it every year. (laughs) That also amuses me. So I'm here for it. I'm on team Alyssa's family. I'm just saying. (laughs) Can I throw in one more? Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, Domain of the Vord, where, uh, which is by Andrew Smith, and w- the way they do this, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, I've listened to others where it doesn't, is William Russell plays the Doctor, Ian, and he's a narrator, and I've done heard other actors do it, and it doesn't work quite as well, but he does a really good job, but mostly I love it because the Vord go from these, you know, goofy rubber dudes that nobody cares about, to complete and total bastards, they are just one of the, they're terrifying in this, and somehow they're scarier because you can't see them, probably that's why they're terrifying, because you can't see them. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, Vord are made for audio. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> as far as some of my favorites, I'm going to throw out an oddball, and it is written by Caroline Simcox, who, since she did this uh, Big Finish story, she became a minister in the Church of England, and she actually did a historical, a pure historical, called the Council of Nicaea, which I thought was really fascinating, and it, it involves the Fifth Doctor and Perry and Aramim, which is a companion that was created just for Big Finish, an Egyptian princess kind of character. The the kind of pure historical that up until recently on TV, we got very, very rarely, but the Big Finish line likes to mess with it. I continue to really, really be a big fan of the Eighth Doctor adventures that began with the Lucy Miller stories. There's just so much other just excellent stuff out there. If you were in front of somebody who was at the merch table at Gallifrey One with all of the big finished discs lying all over the place, how would you encourage them to start? Favorite Doctor, I think, would probably be the best way to go. Probably. I mean, that's not specifically what I did, but that would be the easiest way to get into it because you're already predisposed to whoever that Doctor is, right? Yeah. I also, I actually, I think, started with the 50th anniversary story that they did, of which one of my friends has stolen my CD and I need to get it back from them. But that for me was kind of interesting just to get sort of like a taste of a bunch of different doctors and companions in like this big epic event that was tied around an event that I was already interested in. So that might be interesting as well as sort of, you know, just a one-off story to start with. Seems reasonable to me. And finally, how would you suggest people get into Big Finish? Do you start with Spotify? Do you make them buy CDs the way we did when we were their age? Gosh darn it. Or just nope. <laughs> hit, the, hit up the digital downloads? I, I did the app. I I think I don't have Spotify. And even if we do have it on Spotify, I'm not sure if we do. But it would, it's Canada. So I would bet we don't. <laughs> so for Canadians, I'd say just get the app. The app is a very good idea. You can also go directly to the website and download it onto your laptop and use whatever native music player that you are using there. And if you have a Spotify account, I think that's a very good place to start because uh, you're either already paying for the subscription or it's free. So it's basically a no cost, easy way to get into it. But you may find it helpful to kind of look online and try to find good places because like they've started, you know, they've got things organized into playlists and things like that but spotify changes up their format like every five seconds and it's hard to figure out where the playlists are sometimes this is me being angry at spotify not the big finish folks they have they have done a good attempt to sort things on an unforgiving website but if you look things up online of like you know good places to start with like eight doctor audios that can help you sort of you know navigate your way through spotify's cluster of a navigational system 
Also, the nice thing about Big Finish is that they charge the same price no matter where you are. You're not yes. paying 20 pounds. You're paying $20 for like a box set in Canada, the States, or in whatever the equivalent is in England, right? So. Yep. Well, I made the mistake of starting my Big Finish journey buying plastic discs. The completionist gene is really, really working <laughs> on me. And I'm in the middle of trying to Marie Kondo the house. So... I'm, I, can't, I just can't win. I just can't win. I, I have to have every... This is exactly why I went for digital. Yep. But having a big shelf of, of Lucy Miller and Eighth Doctor stories in consecutive order would spark joy for me. No. I'm sitting in a room full of dollies. I can't do this. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's not going to happen. Oh, Lordy. You both. Yeah. Uh, well, Warren, I think we're both being judged a little bit here. Eh, what else is new? <laughs> but it's been an absolute pleasure uh, to have you here talking about Big Finish Audio. And thank you for having me, guys. Thanks for joining us on This Week in Time Travel. You can find us online at thisweekintimetravel.com. We're on Twitter at DRWhoThisWeek. I'm on Twitter and Tumblr at Feminism. Chip is on Twitter at Numeral2MinuteTimeLord. And Warren is on Twitter as Freiburg. That's F-R-E-Y-B-U-R-G. You can also find us on Facebook. Thanks to Christopher Breen for our original theme music, to David J. Lore for our original podcast artwork, and to Jason Snell for hosting us on the Incomparable Network. And thanks to all of you for listening. We'll catch you next time on This Week in Time Travel. Bye-bye.